This is HQ, the game that is constantly lagging. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today we're talking about the best way to cheat in the game HQ Trivia. We got 81 winners, baby! And what you didn't know about the Sunshine State. But if you try and come for Florida, we're gonna fuck you up. Let's get right into it. The future. I, I, I don't really know much about HQ in general. Okay, like, aside from so Kate's. HQ is this live trivia game show that you play on your phone. Sends you push notifications. Yeah, it send, so twice a day you log on with right now about a little bit over a million people. And for the next like 15, 20 minutes, you all play a trivia game. It's 12 questions that come right after each other. And you have 10 seconds to answer each question, three answer choices. So there's really no time to Google. And you win the game by answering the 12 questions correctly. And then if you get to the end of the 12 questions, you split a pot of real money, $2,500 regularly, but sometimes they have bigger days with whoever else won that day. Quite a few people over the past couple of months since it's been really popular have created programs that basically do the Googling for you, but really quickly. But You found one that but I found, works yeah, well. I found one that is a public website, HQuack, which is a really regrettable name, but yeah. it, is, it is a name. And now, very soon. Oh boy. All right. Two-minute counter. This music haunts my dreams. <laughs> So me and our office manager, Winton, we played HQ yesterday with HQuack. You just log on, you just open up this website whenever HQ is playing, and as the question pops up on the screen, the question will pop up on the website, and a computer algorithm will take each one of the answers with the question and run it through a series of Google searches, and within like less than a second, it returns a series of numbers that it assigns to each question, and it highlights the one it thinks is the most most likely going to be right. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's get this show on the road. Question one, what outfit would be most appropriate at a black tie? All right, so each crack says tuxedo, and that is correct. Right, the other options are Spider-Man costume and spacesuit. So. Yeah, so I think um, tuxedo might be the one to go for here. Great job, H. Quack. Black tie is a tuxedo, not Spider-Man. You go with a tuxedo, 785,429 of you looking sharp. If we had actually used our human intuition instead of just clicking everything that H. Quack said, we probably would have won. 5,000 plus of you did think it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Why would somebody want to cheat with this game, though? Like, you're not winning a lot of money. I mean, you kind of, you could. It's also, one, you could win a lot of money over time, probably. Or it's also just a status symbol. If you've won HQ, that's a big thing. But you you didn't really win HQ. You won HQ because of that. You cheated. No, but nobody needs to know that. You know, I don't think anybody is playing HQuack just to to tell people they cheated. It was created by this developer, Jake Moore. Honestly, I was talking to him and he made the program just by himself as just kind of like a fun side project and had a couple of friends play along with him. But then suddenly, I guess those friends 
told their friends, and all of a sudden he was getting thousands and thousands of people going to his website every week. Yeah, what's his traffic like now? Like who, he gets, uh, it's like increased. Um, he said it increases like twenty percent each week. It's been having twenty percent growth, which is crazy. Right, right. Um, do you think that HQ will will figure out? Like, if they were to find out about it, would they just like? Shut I mean, it down? that's just the thing is, it's very difficult to shut it down because. Um, how these sort of programs work is like a computer will read the words in the screen and translate them into text and then do Google searches based off that. But it's very hard to detect. Like HQ has certain questions and certain phrasing tricks that they use to try and confuse bots like this. But short of doing that for every question or having really weird like graphics or really weird text, it's really hard to... Um, Outwit bots like this. It all boils down to this 638 players, $2,500. Who's making that money move, counting fat stacks, getting that paper? Q12. Which company named an iconic sports car after Almost immediately, Age Crack has chosen Porsche with 14 points. Ferrari has four. Let's see how this goes. Because if you win, you might be able to afford one sooner than later. Lamborghini. Nope. H. Lamborghini Why? We got 81 winners, baby! Are you going to keep playing the game with, with Quack? Not to put you on the spot and I mean, expose you for your lies, but... <laughs> what what happens between me and HQ stays between me and HQ. If, oh, okay, I, if I happen to come fair. into a large sum of money within the next week, you might be able to draw some conclusions from that. Okay. But. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Harris Martineau just uh, cutting corners at the outline. Harris Martineau is a staff writer at the outline. Thank you, Paris. Thank you, Aaron. Culture. Gabby Del Valle is from Tampa, Florida, and she's a staff writer at The Outline. Paris Martineau is from Destin, Florida, and she's a staff writer at The Outline. We are the, the Floridians. Floridians. You know, Florida is, like, if you tell somebody from Florida, they're going to think it's like Miami or Tampa or Orlando, and those places are very different than all of Florida. I would say there are four Floridas. Yes. There's Miami. There's grandparent Florida, so it's like Boca and like West Palm. The coast. Yeah. And then there's central Florida, so Tampa and Orlando. And then there's northern Florida. Yeah. There's the panhandle. Central Florida is like if you take the worst parts of South Florida and the worst parts of North Florida and you just like smush them together. Central Florida caused the housing bubble. If you've seen the movie The Big Short, they go to Tampa, Florida. Now, Florida has... A lot of houses that look all the same, lots of highways, and a lot of strip clubs. Yeah, we have, in Tampa, Florida, we have 2001 Nude Odyssey, which is a uh, 2001 Space Odyssey-themed strip club. And there's a VIP room, which is a UFO, which I think is extremely cool. Um, Have you ever been? No. That's a missed opportunity. I know. The fundamental thing about Florida is that, like, people aren't supposed to live there. And yet, we have persevered mm-hmm. and, like, attempted to outsmart nature. Yeah, no, the existence of Florida is just an, a giant, like, fuck you to God or whatever higher power there is. It just exists 
to spite the rest of the world because nothing about Florida should be happening. It's just a giant swampland with like 500,000 feral pigs and a bunch of crocodiles and too many mosquitoes and no great places for homes to be. And it's constantly being battered by hurricanes and floods. But yet people live there anyway because they just want to defy the natural order of things, I suppose. Oh, my God. In sixth grade, we had to read this book. I don't remember what the book was called. Was but it, it was a book about how a sinkhole opened up under, like, the— did you, A did portable, you, class? portable class? Yes. No, yes. I, 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 I we were reading it years. in a portable class, and I was Same. like, this is fucking torture. Like, yeah. why are you no, making it, me sit explain. here in a portable— so, it's a story where in which children are in a portable classroom. Wait, we have to explain portable classrooms. Portable. So, because <laughs> this of, is a Florida tradition. Because of the suburban sprawl in Florida— uh, the classroom, the schools were extremely overpopulated, and in order to deal with the overpopulation quickly and easily, a lot of schools bought like little portable classrooms. That Think you of would a place. mobile home, but, but it's a classroom. You put kids in it. It's a classroom, and it's like my art class was in a portable, my reading class in sixth my grade was in a portable. My entire elementary was in a portable classroom, basically. Yeah, because it's like the schools were not well funded enough to build, build actual more buildings. You know, space. more yeah. So the portables were a cheap and easy solution. And in the winter, they were very cold. And in the summer, even with air conditioning, they were very hot. And by very cold, I mean they were like 60 degrees. Which, which Florida, is the Floridian winter. It's like, it's like trench coat weather. Yeah. It was a story. It was a Sunshine State in, book. Yeah. It's mandated by the state of Florida that we had to read this. And we all, I think I was like in second or third grade, and it was about children being taught in a portable classroom and then a sinkhole opens up and swallows their portable and did they die no the kid like saved he like saved his classmates and stuff i'm looking for the title of the book right now and i i can't find it i googled sunshine state book portable class sinkhole and yet <laughs> and yet it re- i it can't be a fever dream i thought it was honestly no, a fever dream until you mentioned real. it no it's very real but i remember real. for a long time after that i was always like god i need to be prepared in case of a sinkhole because that is a real possibility in my life taught me about the inevitability of death yeah one time when i was a kid we lived on a lake and my mom was doing the laundry and i was like i had a cell phone when i was very young because my parents were like afraid that i'd get kidnapped and if i had a cell phone i could call them for an emergency i don't know kidnappers Um, always give you one free and i called my mom and i was like she was doing laundry and i was like mom there are ducks on the lake because it's it's like little baby ducks because it was springtime and then I was like, oh, there's, a, there's an alligator behind the ducks. Oh. And she was like, go inside. And I was like, oh, he's following the ducks. And then I just watched an alligator eat some baby ducklings. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was not great. Here are some things that Florida has given the world. The band Dashboard Confessional. The emo renaissance of the early 2000s or mid-2000s or whatever. Oranges. They did do that. Florida has also given us Jeb exclamation point bush. That's true. Jeb. I will say that when I immigrated to the United States, Florida taught me so much about America I, that I couldn't have learned in like New York City or somewhere else. If my family had chosen to go somewhere like slightly more liberal or like accepting, I don't think I would have learned like because a lot of people from Florida are not originally from Florida. They're from another part of the country or from another country. Florida is arguably 
the greatest melting pot this country has ever seen. Yeah, I feel like Flo- okay. I'll give you that. Florida is a melting pot, but I feel like it's a melting pot of all of America's worst attributes, which in its own way is, I guess, a good thing because you get to see them all together and can experience them, and you get a wide. You get a view of a lot of the worst parts of American culture. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was in second grade and someone was like, are you legal? And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) I wouldn't have learned that somewhere else. I wouldn't have learned about immigration in that way if I had gone to school somewhere else. I swear to God that this is not a lie. I pinky swear to you that I am telling the truth. My mom texted me one day. Or my mom texted me specifically the day after the hurricane hit. And she was like, yesterday I heard gunshots and I was really scared at first. And then we we called the neighbors and they called the other neighbors and we finally found out that our next door neighbor was just shooting at the sky. And I was like, Mom, are you talking about the meme? And my mom was like, what's a meme? And I was like, oh, the joke that everyone's making about shooting a gun at the hurricane. She was like, she was like, I guess I am. Like somebody literally shot at the hurricane. Oh, my God. No, I totally believe it. I mean, that's the sort of thing. I mean, they have the whole meme of Florida man, you know, Florida man found... I don't know, having sex with the gator. Florida man found shooting his gun at the sky. You think, oh, it's so funny, you know? It's Florida. That's not a real thing, but it really happens. Wait, I have one thing. I have one thing to say. We shit talk Florida out of love and understanding. Yeah, I think that by doing so out in the open, we are opening the door for people who have never been to Florida or have only been to West Palm Beach to visit their grandmother or whatever to shit talk to be like, Florida. Oh, Florida sucks. Florida's no, the worst state. No, and shit talking like, Florida is not for that. you. It's like Florida it's is us. our younger sibling. We're allowed to make fun of it. We're allowed to shit talk it. But if you try and come for Florida. We're going to fuck you up. Also, have you ever seen a sunset on the Gulf? It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it makes you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Time for pizza. No, I'm going to sell this. Today you heard from Paris Martineau and Gabby Delvalle. If you want to read their stories, head to theoutline.com. We're produced by James T. Green. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I'm Aaron Edwards. Talk to you tomorrow. My aunt used to live in Florida. I remember she used to tell us stories about being abroad. And I remember she told us once that she jumped into the river barefoot. She smiled. She told me a bit of madness is king.